Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. You are tuned in to Marika Sahaba Online and it's a beautiful, beautiful day here in Johannesburg, South Africa. I'm your host Yusuf Ali and you are listening to The Lunch Break. Subhanallah, dear listeners of Marika Sahaba Online. Fantastic day indeed here in Johannesburg, South Africa. Nice and cool rain falling upon us. But let's start the program off, inshallah, it is the 26th of February, coinciding with the 15th of Shaban. Let's take in some dhikr before we get things kicking. Tuning into Marcus Sahaba online, fantastic! They are just uh, communicating with one of the ulama with regards to uh, this uh, this schooling. You know, Subhanallah, Subhanallah. But nonetheless, let's get our program kicking. With me at the studio uh, is uh, none other than Lucky in Tlantla Chabalala, and Inshallah, we'll tell you what happened on this day, in the fifteenth of Shaban, on this day in history. Now we did have some of our hadith on Friday as far as the uh, uh, spiritual date is concerned. But let's talk about what happened as far as world politics and world history is concerned on this day, the 15th of Shaban. Now the Ottoman Sultan, this happened on 15 Shaban, 1242. This coincides with 14 March, 1827. Now the Ottoman Sultan Mahmoud the second opened the military medical college called Amira. Lessons were taught through the French medium of instruction and this led to the creation of a generation that was deeply grounded in Western culture. SubhanAllah, dear listeners of Marqa Sahaba Online. And you know, the Ottoman Empire, like we said, has uh, played a very pivotal role in uh, defending Islam, you know, in defending Islam and bringing Islam to the world and and, and, and spreading as far as land is concerned. So this is something that we should we should uh, 
we 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 should take into to, to consideration when we talk about this, uh, when we talk about this um, Ottoman Empire. You guys must learn, read a bit about the Ottoman Empire. They really were powerful at the time, and you wonder if the Ottoman Empire was here. Do you think countries like Israel, not even countries, rogue states like Israel, would have been able to do what they're doing? And why I'm asking this is that, you know, the um, the, 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 how can I say it? I don't want to say taqwa. But the Muslims have become so weak that nobody fears harming the Muslims anymore. And that time, there were such powerful people that you wouldn't think, you, you, you would think twice of, of, of messing with Muslims or Muslim countries. How far we've fallen, dear listeners of Marika Sahab Online. It's, it's a bit sad to see how far we've fallen as far as uh, Muslims is concerned, you know, in general. Because it, it sort of feels like we've become this people where you can just walk over. And it's true, people just walk over us. And we don't do anything, we don't say anything and we like an easy target. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun. We really are an easy target, dear listeners of Marcus Sahaba Online. But nonetheless, uh, let's go for our one-minute madrasa. And we are on lesson number 10. So it's translation of Salah. Our translation, uh, we're going to be rounding up this uh, phrase, Rajim means accursed. Rajim means accursed. So, putting all together what we learned over the last five days, A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitanir Rajim, meaning, I seek protection in Allah from Shaitan, the accursed. A sunnah we're going to be learning, the following sunnahs of Qiyam were discussed yesterday. The male should form a ring around the wrist of the left hand by grasping it with the thumb and little finger. The male should place the third fingers of the right hand over the forearm. And today's lesson, the males should fasten their hands below the navel. The males should fasten their hands below the navel. A major sin we're going to be learning about among the major sins concerning which severe punishment uh, has been uh, narrated or has been mentioned is to deceive. Oh, deceit is such a thing in our everyday lives. But guess what? It's a major sin. Among the major sins concerning which severe punishment has been mentioned is to deceive. The harm of sins, one harm of sins in this world is that one sin becomes the cause for another sin, thus become a habit in the giving up of sins become difficult. And the benefit of obedience in worship, one benefit of obedience in this world is that by the obedience of Allah, the heart is filled with peace and serenity. In compassion to this, in comparison to this, the contentment of the kingdom of seven continents is nothing. Now, this harm of sins. And you know this, youngsters. Let me, let me tell you guys, for example. Let me give you, a, let me give you an example here of this, of this harm of sins. You go to the toilet school, right? You decide, I don't feel like uh, spending too much time in class. And it's a reality. You guys go hang out in the toilet. Okay. Then you start bringing food to the toilet. Then you'll find other guys, especially youngsters, you'll find older learners deciding to have a smoke in the toilet. 
and you're going and you're chilling with them. Now you start to to get the snuff of that cigarette, or they make you smoke, and then you start to smoke. Now you're smoking. Now you want more. You start dacha, and I'm not even joking. This is what happens. This is what happens. You start dacha. And we all know Dacha is a gateway drug. And if you don't know what is gateway drug, it means once you start on that, then you the, the next step you're gonna end up taking is uh, you're gonna end up taking Dacha. That's a reality. And then once you start taking Dacha, you're gonna start taking drugs. Now one sin is gonna end up going more and more and more, and you think the sins are not so much. You think the sins are not so much, but they are immense. The immense dearlessness of Merkaz Sahab online. Right, let's continue inshallah with our kitab reading for today. Advices uh, on the month of Ramadan. The reason for mentioning the manner in which saintly ones spent their Ramadan is not that may we, we may just read without deriving any benefit or pass a casual remark. It is written with the object that we in our own way build up courage and to the best of our ability, endeavor to copy and follow their noble examples. Every pious elder program had its particular speciality. How wonderful would it be if those who are not forced by world necessities try their utmost to mend their religious life in this one, and after having allowed 11 months of the year to go by destroying themselves. So as for those who have to be in the offices and be present at 8, 9 or 10 in the morning, what difficulty will it be for them if they at least in Ramadan spend the time from Fajr until the hours of employment reciting the Quran? After all our worldly needs, we do find them in spite of office hours. True. True. Because... Um, Because we find time for everything else. Smoke break, hey, smoke break is a thing. And you know, it's not even halal. This is a haram thing. You're busy doing. Dear listeners of Merka Sahaba Online. This is a haram thing. But when it's time for Quran, when it's time for Quran, then it's... Um, we, we find excuses or we get lazy. We must finish our Quran, dear lessons of Marcus Haban. How, how long does it take you to read a para? Let's say one hour, right? Let's use, let's use me as an example. One hour to finish one para. You're telling me you can't find 15 minutes in your work time. You can't find 15 minutes. So even getting ready for work, there's no breakfast, there's no lunch. You can't squeeze in any time for the noble Quran. That is something we need to think about, dear listeners of Marcus Sahaba Online. Something we need to think about seriously. But anyways, let's continue, inshallah. Stories of the Sahaba, radiallahu anhu. And uh, we're going to be listening to Mufti Muhammad Aku of Darul Ulum, Newcastle. This is a very interesting one. Hazrat Thalk bin Ali Yamami, uh, radiallahu anhu. He was a former priest and a very good builder. So let's listen about the story of the Sahaba. الله الرحمن الرحيم صلى الله على النبي الأمي 
Rahmatika ya Arhamar Rahimin Alhamdulillah with Allah's Fadl We learn about another Sahabi And Subhanallah Every Sahabi we go into We just marvel And become amazed At their glorious amazing lives And we even marvel more At their teacher The greatest of Allah's creation The Sahabi we learn about Was that Sahabi Subhanallah Who came from Yamama And he was known as Al-Yamami Al-Hanafi Al-Hanafi means he hails from the Banu Hanifa tribe The Hanafi madhab came there after Imam Abu Hanifa rahimahullah was a tabi'i A student of Sahaba anhum. But here Hanafi means one who hails from the Banu Hanifa tribe Al-Yamami meaning he hails from Yamama He is none other than Talq ibn Aliyin radiyallahu anhu so Talq bin Ali bin Bandir radiyallahu He comes from a Christian background. He was strongly connected to his church. He frequented the church. He was actually one of those who were responsible and in charge of the church. And as he studied his books, he would always read of the descriptions of Janabi Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as written and recorded in the Torah and in the Injil. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this about the previous books mentioning Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Suratul Araf, verse number 157, for example. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Al-ladhina yattabi'oona al-rasoola al-nabiyya al-ummiyya al-ladhi yajidoonahu maktooba. يَجِدُونَهُ مَكْتُوبًا عِنْدَهُمْ فِي التَّوْرَاتِ وَالْإِنْجِيلِ يَأْمُرُهُمْ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَيَنْهَاهُمْ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ وَيُحِلُّ لَهُمُ الطَّيِّبَاتِ وَيُحِلُّ لَهُمُ الطَّيِّبَاتِ وَيُحَرِّمُ عَلَيْهِمُ الْخَبَائِثَ وَيَضَعُ عَنْهُمْ إِصْرَهُمْ وَالْأَغْلَالَ الَّتِي كَانَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ فالذين آمنوا به وعزروه ونصروه واتبعوا النور الذي أنزل معه أولئك هم المفلحون Those that emulate that Nabi of Allah النبي الأمي الرسول النبي الأمي Allah refers to Nabi as Rasul as Nabi الأمي the unlettered and out of respect, our ulama say, Allah is his teacher. But this is a miracle of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, who didn't read and write. The Bible refers to his ummah as the Gentile. And clearly it's mentioned in the Bible that he will come to guide all the people and the Gentile. And in so many verses it's mentioned. So here in the Quran it's mentioned that they find him mentioned and enshrined and recorded يَجِدُونَهُ مَكْتُوبًا by them in the Torah and the Injil that he would advocate good and prohibit them from evil make halal beautiful pure things and prohibit that which is filth and sin and so forth and so forth and he would remove the burdens and the shackles that were upon them due to the stubbornness of them of the Israelites and so forth and those that bring iman upon him and support him and help him and follow the nur that is sent with him. Those such people, this ulaika is for emphasis here and is indicating to their greatness. Ulaik are the successful ones. Muflihun. Falah is success. And falah 
is a farmer who sows the seed in the ground. So such people who do this are sowing the seed of salvation in this world and especially in Akhirah. Allah in the Quran Kareem in Surah Al-Fatih verses 29 actually mentions how the Sahaba also described in the Torah and in the Injil. Muhammadur Rasulullah Walladheena ma'ahu ashidda Wa'ala al-kuffari ruhamau baynahum Tarahum rukka'in sujjadain Yabtaguna fadlan minallahi walidwana Seema'ahum fi wujuhihim Min athari sujood Thalika mathaluhum fi al-tawrati Wa mathaluhum fi al-injil Allah says this is how the Sahaba described in the Torah and in the Injil. And interestingly, according to one understanding of the verse, وَمَثَلُهُمْ فِي الْإِنْجِيلِ كَزَرْعَ They are described in the Torah with their love for each other and their strictness against disbelief and the disbeliever seeking Allah's favor and His pleasure and the signs of sujood are apparent on their faces. So the strictness and softness is an indication to Sahaba's quality. They were so perfect and so beautiful that they knew where to be strict and they knew where to be soft. In avenues of softness, they were polite and loving. And in avenues of strictness, they were strict. Allah forgive us. Hazrat Muftid al-Haqsa puts it so beautifully. Not like a person sees his young daughter growing up and now she wants to dress herself in a manner that is naked like the Western society, and he doesn't say anything. That was not right for him to keep quiet in that scenario. At that time, we're supposed to explain to her that, my child, you are my flower, and this is how you are dressing. This is inappropriate. This is unacceptable. And that's why we have to start the halaqah of ta'lim in our homes when our children are but young, so that they grow up with the love of deen, and they grew up with the love of Iman. So Sahaba knew where to be strict and where to be firm and where to be soft. And this is how they are described in the Torah. And how are they described in the Injil? Like a plantation that grew a bit, meaning took out its shoot, and then became stronger, and then became powerful. Powerful, thick, strong. It stands firm on its own trunk and it pleases the farmers. Subhanallah. The person, and what this means is Sahaba's qualities, they become that plantation that make Allah happy. And what happens then? And the outcome of this is the disbeliever gets enraged. And this is how Sahaba are described in the Injil. And something interesting, this is the sign of Iman. Iman is one loves Sahaba and is happy to learn about Sahaba anhum. And it's the sign of kufr to get enraged at the discussion of the Sahaba anhum. Like we know of those who disbelieve and do not accept the Sahaba anhum. That is no deen whatsoever. That is no iman whatsoever. Because when you refute the Sahaba anhum, you are refuting Quran. That means you do not believe in the Qur'an and you don't have Iman. And remember, it is Sahaba who preserved Qur'an and Sunnah. And it is Sahaba who took Qur'an and Sunnah to the four corners of the world. So it's a trait and it is a practice of the forces of Batil who did this 
to the ummah, trying to cripple the ummah from within, to create such people internally, to actually destroy Islam from within by attacking the personalities of the Sahaba Kiram radiallahu And Allah Taala says, "Wa'ad Allahu al-ladina amanu wa amilu salihati minhum maghfira wa ajran aadima." Allah has promised the people of iman and amal, and this is in the context of Sahaba. Allah has given them maghfira, forgiveness, and a great reward. So here in this chapter, Allah speaks of the qualities of Sahaba Ma'ahu, they were with Rasulullah They knew where to be strict. They knew where to be soft. You would see them in rukur and in sajda, seeking Allah's pleasure, seeking Allah's favors. You would see the signs of deen, dari, and sajda, and the nur of sajda between their foreheads, and so forth. This is their qualities. They are equated to a beautiful plantation, subhanallah, and harvest. And this is what the Sahaba were. They were this harvest of Allah who took deen to the four corners of the world. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Abu Inaba Khawlani's hadith, Inna Allah yaghrisu fi hadha deen gharsan. Allah has a plantation in this deen. And Allah will use them for Allah's obedience. Meaning, Allah will bring humanity into obedience through them. The Sahaba Kiram first, and all those then emulate the Sahaba radiallahu anhu. In these stories, you know, sometimes you wonder like, hey, how can I get, um, how can I change, or how can, I'm, I'm not that pious, you know, and how can I change to become better? I got a message here from Brother Yusuf. Mm, okay. <coughs> Sorry about that. I think it's a Qurbani reminder already. Okay, we'll avoid that. But uh, inshallah, dear listeners of Marqa Sahaba online, we can learn from ours. We can learn from our Sahaba radiallahu anhu. And you see, for those youngsters who feel that it's not too late or it's too late to reform or it's too late. You can become better, man. You can become better. You just have to try. You know, we have Sahaba that were not even Muslim and then they became Muslim and they tasted the sweetness of Iman. And look how beautiful they, they turned out as examples for us. So always have that positivity, inshallah. Inshallah. But right now, let's go for our segment with Mufti A.K. Hussein. It's our Hadith a day. And uh, Mufti Saab, on the 15th of uh, Shaban, our advices for today with uh, Mufti A.K. Hussein. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. On behalf of Marqas Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah, we present to you lesson number 3020, 3020, 3020, and tonight we focus on the 15th of Shaban. So the night of it and the day of it. So an Aisha Aisha radiallahu anha qalat states, Fakatun Nabiya sallallahu sallam zata laylatin. One day that my Nabi sallallahu sallam was by me, meaning it was my turn. And when I looked, I didn't see Nabi alayhi salam, so meaning in the bed. So I got worried one night. 
فَخَرَجْتُ أَطْلُبُهُ So I went out looking, where did Nabi alayhi salam go? فَإِذَا وَبِالْبَقِيِّ Suddenly I saw Mustafa sallallahu alayhi salam there by Baqi, crying, begging Allah forgive them, forgive the people of Baqi, those who are buried here, those who passed away, remember what Iman and Islam, and you will see Baqi till today, you will hardly see much insects there, or you know, all that, which you will find in many other graveyards and so forth. And the people who go down in the grave, so to dig, many of them, not all, but many of them say that you feel that there's a fragrance coming out for many a time from the graves. Rafiun Rasahu ila Sama Habibuna Sallallahu looking towards the skies. Ya Allah send your mercy, send your forgiveness. Fakoda, then Nabi alayhi salam heard her running fast and so Ya Aisha, O oh Aisha, the kunti takhafin, that what are you fearing? Allah and His Rasul will make zulam upon you. You think I'm going to the other wives? She said, Ya Rasul Allah, so that was what this, you know, a fear I had. That it was maybe you went to some other wife or something like that. So you know, that was, she was being honest. She says, so that was not that I was thinking that Allah is making zulam or you make no, but but I thought that you went to visit some of your other wives. So therefore I got worried. Fakal Nabi Alayhi Salam said regarding the night, fifteenth night of Shaban, in Allah Ta'ala Yanzilu Laylatan Nisim in Shaban, Ayla Samay Dunya, that Allah Ta'ala special mercy comes down on the night, fifteenth night of Shaban, to the first sky and for Yaghfiruli Akthar, and then Allah Ta'ala forgives more than Min Adadi Shari Ghanami Kalbin, that the animals, the sheep and all that which the Bani Kalb held. So the Bani Kalb is a tribe that had the biggest amount of sheep. Now you take everyone. How many head does it have? So more than that, Allah Ta'ala forgives. So Saturday night is big night in most countries in the world. Makkah, Mukarramah, Madina, Munawara, Palestine, Majlul Aqsa, Europe, America, and so forth. So remember that we should go to the graveyard also for the men. And we should make ibadah, stay away from vices and sin. And for us in South Africa, it is Sunday night to call, you must remember some ulama who will give you motivational talk and so forth and not some fairy tales and so on so in that way there Almighty Allah will make this Laylatul Qadr remember a night of power a night of majesty and destiny and fate also Allah Jalla bless all of you and Allah give us tawfiq to make sincere tawbah and istighfar Ameen وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين. آمين آمين and I hope inshallah I hope you guys made some little bit little bit dua for us on the suspicious days inshallah just remember us little bit if you can in your pious duas but anyways it's time for us to wrap up already can you believe it uh, inshallah from three to a uh, little bit before four we're going to be learning of uh, or listening to a repeat of this morning's Q&A uh, Hafez Yusuf Kala we're listening to his beautiful voice right up until four Mufti Ahmad Kampuri uh, with uh, some Ramadan Q&A from four to five in Urdu five to seven Mulana Khalid Yaqub seven to seven thirty repeat of today's Surah, uh, Surah Ali Quran verse 149 to 160 
7.30 to 8, Mulana Dawood Sirat, and 8 to 10, Q&A with Mufti A.K. Hussein and Hafiz Wadi. Uh, also this evening, I forgot to mention, is Hazrat Mulana Istihamul Haq Tanvi with our Urdu lecture of Halal or Haram. But right now, for myself, Yusuf Ali and the team, Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh. Linuqbil biqulubina ala Allah La khawfa wa la huzna liman hada حبله متين لا يندثر رزقه دائم لمن يفتقر